Hi, welcome to another episode of FashionCludePeople.h. This week we have a very interesting episode. We got to sit down with Shreyas Gupta. He is my batchmate, a fifth-year student of the IIM Tech course, and most importantly, my best friend. If I have gained immensely from someone being in my college life, if not life, would be Shreyas. Starting as roommates, co-founders of TEDx, we have had our fair shares of ups and downs, but we still stuck together. And in this episode, we got to discuss a part of our journey. He's deep into cooking, pop culture, and cat memes, and we'll see how that made him interested in design. Something that interests me in Shreyas is the fact that he's the only Ayanpik student pursuing at Shia. He's also helping a lot of juniors like me to understand the domain of UI UX and how it is applicable to everyone. Before we hit the track, I have a small request from you. If you like the initiative, please like, share, and subscribe to our channel on your favorite social media platform and allow us to reach more people. Hello, Shreyas. How are you? Hi. Um, uh, fine, I guess. Not that great. But yeah. It's rolling. It's rolling. <laughs> how, how was your Monday? Uh, I was just uh, waiting for this. I thought this will happen yesterday, but then... Okay. Oh, no, so I was waiting for the mic setup to come today. Yeah, Make man. Sense. It's better, I guess. It's, I start with the new equipment. Yeah. <laughs> the rain in Hyderabad is causing problems, but... Uh, I stay up on a hill, so it hasn't been much of an issue other than internet connection. But then, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, man, it's really bad. Even even in some buildings in uh, Jubilee Hills and Banjara Hills got affected. I mean, yeah, you right. live on a hill, so <laughs> it's better that way. Right. Uh, I did go out for groceries yesterday, and uh, it seemed fine. But we did go through a couple of streets which were completely clogged down. Yeah. Uh, and it's still raining, so it's not like it's going to stop along with... Uh, so it's like a desert with along with the COVID situation. So so what exactly is happening? Is there a cyclone or something? I don't know. Uh, it's just a lot of rain uh, and ba- coupled with uh, really unplanned bad, cities. Uh, city planning. Yeah, yeah, unplanned cities and bad sewage systems. So, so what, what are you exactly working on right now? As a part of college or anything? Uh, as part of college, uh, I'm not doing much. Uh, TEDx is over. It's the second last sem and there's a lot of work uh, in terms of working on the portfolio and further studies on job and stuff. So uh, with college, it's not much, uh, but I'm, I'm working with a team of juniors uh, for... Um, Sort of giving them, I don't know, mentorship, quote unquote, uh, for uh, getting into UX. It's going great. Uh, I guess I don't know. It's uh, it's decent. It's. Uh, I, mean, I didn't know about this. Is this a, who who are the people students? It's uh, it's nickel and all. Uh, it's nickel. It's. Uh, oh okay okay. You you posted in the TEDx show. Right. Oh wait, I didn't know. Uh, I think it's it's Nikhil, it's Nandakishore, uh, uh, Agam, and there's there's a couple of other uh, first second year students right now. And mm-hmm. one other person whom I met on LinkedIn who was very interested in getting into UX from her current job. So I just added her on to the same group. Okay. And well, yeah, I mean, Tejas and I are also doing the TA ship with little help from other TAs. <laughs> TA for which course? 
machine learning. Okay, machine learning. Great. Yeah. You're working on a 20 credits project, right? What's it about? So it's a 16 credit project because uh, my professor recommended me to take the advanced CI course too, along with Webinar Mind. So right, right. Uh, it's a 16 credit project with the HCI department in uh, Gothenburg University. Uh, they call it MDI, but it's a Swedish term. So uh, the, the the department is newly formed, and uh, they wanted to start working on uh, HCI along with uh, digital well-being or mental health or our health in general. And right now, what we are working on is sort of comparing self-report data and uh, objective data. We all know that a lot of uh, psychological research or uh, HCI research happens through uh, survey data. And uh, survey data happens through these uh, Likert scales or MPPU scales. You might have seen those surveys, right, where you have questions like, you have a question and then the options are, you have five options, right? like very bad, bad, okay, good, very good. That's a Likert scale. And right. uh, all these uh, questions, uh, all these surveys, they go into asking you about how things are. Uh, you know, uh, how do you use your smartphone or how social media is. And this is good. And a lot of research is based on that. But how well, you know, how good are we at actually answering those questions? You know, how, how well do you know about your own smartphone usage or, uh, you know, how much impact... Uh, you know instagram has on your sleep patterns you don't know this that's and, why and uh, even if we do i think sometimes we try to give the best answer which would you know put right. us in the best possible lens right yeah a uh, lot of biases come in and uh, so so there's a lot of debate about how uh, how good self reported data actually is and how valid it is for uh, making large-scale conclusions in the area of uh, in psychology and it's here and, and, and with the whole uh, you know uh, digitization of uh, uh, tech it has become easier for people to log information from the device itself rather than asking them how it is and so yeah so what people do nowadays is they just take the information from Facebook they take Facebook logs or they take uh, social media logs or smartphone logs rather than asking the user how things are and what we are trying to do is trying to see what is the difference between these two we're trying to see how much difference does log data from objective log data from the device uh, how different this is from when the user reports his own you know gives his own intuition or his own idea about how much you know, he's using something you know, he, he gives his own data versus yeah. we take the data directly from the device so that, that is what that is what I mean by self-report data and objective data, and so that is the whole premise. And the exact specific case what we are working on is we are trying to see how well a family member can estimate another family member, a fellow family member's usage. So how well can you estimate how much time your father spends on his phone working or for leisure, and what is the exact actual usage? And we do this comparison and uh, probably try to see what kind of factors, you know, influence the difference between these two, uh, these, these two measures. And probably mm -hmm. try to, you know, make some conclusions on, uh, you know, family time and, uh, and, and you know, what kind of 
approach people can take when trying to study families in the future okay yeah very relevant topic uh given i think there is a lot of disconnect between the families so i i i would be interested to look at the results to see if it correlates right uh, it, it is quite relevant because uh, uh, i usually am away from my family uh, you know during when i'm in college and uh, the reason for why we why i you know uh, suggested that we focus on families was because i myself was looking at a lot of patterns when uh, having stayed at home for the last 6 7 months and uh, i thought this would be interesting to work on and as part of the co- uh, part of the whole project uh, we are we are developing an app which will uh, flutter app cross platform app so that uh, people can use the app and you know uh, and and i know and the logging happens as well as they ask questions about the family so you know we we are going to use the app as our as our platform base for you know for the entire research it's interesting that you said flutter yeah i am um, i mean that's it's quite interesting because uh, i have been working on ios and swift ui for the last couple of months and then now have been asked to switch to flutter it's tedious but yeah i mean flutter is quite similar to swift ui uh, both of them are front end uh, declarative frameworks uh mm-hmm. and they both are trying to get the job done in a in a easier manner but swift ui has a really good vibrant community on the internet and really good resources whereas uh with flutter is it's it's a mixed bag i mean and it's it's cross platform at the end of the day so it's going to be mixed yeah. bag but yeah it 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 works it's 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 interesting to work on it nice nice uh so yeah we'll just get into the cream of the things and you know we'll see how this goes uh because uh, so i've known you for like 5 years now and i just wanted to get your sense of uh your uh involvement in the college in terms of uh, co-curricular activities or you know part of different clubs and committees uh, how has your journey been and any anything you could you could share in terms of how it changed you as a person well uh ts knows uh how active we were back in first year when things started i mean we got into a lot of things and sort of pushed our peers and our batch members into a lot of things like i remember harlem shake was something which we started on <laughs> i think uh, less than a month into the campus uh, yeah and we, and we were soon made, yeah doing doing some sort of short wines and stuff i mean right exactly the wines it and, could have uh, been a thing it could have been a thing and then i hear that twitter shuts down wine yeah that was a really sad moment because uh, i got into you know the whole western culture of wines and memes and all those things quite recently like two years back two years before i entered college because i didn't i was in the whole naran ecosystem uh, not so attached to uh, things although attached a little distant so i was quite interested uh, that you know getting into college will be quite fun with all these things but yeah, wine was uh, they pulled the plug on wine it was bad and i think that did have an effect because we stopped making wines after that but uh, i mean i think even after that we did a lot of fun stuff i think uh, okay, pages remember remembers uh, we used to dress up as 
in uh, in a tob in a saudi tob <laughs> and pages used to dress up in in a dhoti and we used to used to crash the uh, i think it was the infinite or freshers right it was the it was the infinite uh, dj night yeah 3 years ago crashed. right that was that was those were fun times yeah i i remember that pages uh, was dancing uh, i don't know how he was dancing because the dhoti is i mean it's, it's difficult to dance in a dhoti especially yeah. with the kind of music or what we playing and i was trying to keep my tire on me you know it was all it was all over the place it was just falling down but uh, i was trying hard to you know just just not you know not not have all my clothes or everything like so but it was fun and yeah. keeping those things I mean, the fun stuff aside uh, i think uh, like uh, when it comes to extracurricular activities uh, like i think tejas and i uh, more than we tejas got into a lot of things he was uh, and he has been pretty uh, close to the seniors and alumni so so he he did get into a lot of things but uh, together we we did start a lot of ventures i think the first would be tedx i guess and uh, no i think visual arts club i think i i was uh, kind of uh, working at least trying to push you into having that Right. Uh, anyways that died out but but i remember uh, we i think it was sort of a competition when it when we first started out uh, for 8 bit and yeah, i think you introduced me to isoc as a club and you know so even before that so that was in the second year right so even even in the first year i think we at least went to all the club meetings and you know just just right. get to know our seniors and clubs and stuff whatever whatever extracurricular we had we think we could talk in ourselves into right and i think i think we were the we were the only contributors to eight bit back then i guess I yeah i think there was a whole edition with just like shreyas they just shreyas they just right. uh, after yeah, the comic con right exactly i mean it felt criminal that you know we were just publicizing ourselves on a, on the college magazine it was a little it was very weird but yeah, it was I mean, a it's free publicity stunt so i i would always go in for it right yeah i mean it was fun uh, i didn't uh, i i thought that it will die out after some time but uh, it's good to see that uh, it bit it's still alive and they are still trying to push out our uh, you know magazines uh, but i think uh, yeah so visual arts club i don't like talking about it because it went really bad Uh, i think it it's probably the shortest live lived uh, uh, venture by anyone it it lasted for i think 3 weeks that's it and uh, the response i got and the number of people who attended the second meeting was uh, i don't know uh, that is i don't see what happened in between like i might have i might have done something in the first meeting that uh, that really uh, killed the whole enthusiasm but yeah that didn't live much uh, and i think uh, that uh, made me uh, i won't say realize but that made me feel that given the college size it's it, i'll say you know if you say the x percent is the number of people who who you usually get out of college who are interested in a lot of things when the sample size is small uh, you know the end outcome is going to be really small the campus is small uh you get very few people who are interested in art or very few people who are interested in music or uh, you know organizing things 
or extracurricular activities in general. So it didn't live long. And uh, I think um, I'm, I'm content with that because uh, after that, I think we had enough time and enthusiasm to start edX because uh, we put in a lot of efforts into it. Uh, I think it took us around eight months. I think we started back in February of 2017, as far as I remember. Yeah. And it went on till November for us to actually get a license. And uh, the whole process of getting the license, talking to the administration, trying to convince them for this, uh, it was a lot of hassle. Uh, but I think uh, I think it was worth that BAC uh, died and we got time to invest on TEDx. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Sages? So I think Visual Arts Club. Uh, so what happened was I think uh, even we were saying all sorts of of. Uh, art comes into it we, we were like okay we'll have paintings one day we'll have uh we'll have you know photoshop we'll have illustrator so i think the adobe ecosystem itself is quite intimidating and you know, you know installation is a huge hassle anyways so i don't know so when it comes to a, a lot of activities in our college you know people don't generally try so you know i i i don't see a lot of people even trying to use uh Final Cut for video editing or, you know, Photoshop for editing. It, it just, I mean, at least our college uh, students at least don't try out so much of those, you know, artistic tools available on our, you know, system. It takes quite a time to develop uh, that interest and a lot of patience as well. So I think uh, we haven't had, you know, so many designers or say video editors or music editors and that has always been the problem of reply Bangalore, as far as I'm concerned. Right. But but at the center of every event, there needs to be a graphic designer. There needs to be someone who can make the visuals or, uh, you know. So so that ha the source for those uh, artistic, uh, you know, contributions has always been just one or two per one or two people who just show up yeah. every time. And that's right. not a sustainable way of doing things. And, you know, I, I just feel sorry for the state we are at. Right. So uh, when I try to look at uh, my friends in other universities, uh, they have these extremely rich uh, cultural events. And it's not even like, you know, it, it just happens out of nowhere. They have something going on every day. And the first thing I always look at is, where do they get the designers who are willing to put so much efforts continuously all around the year and that can only happen when you have uh, you know when you have the campus strength uh, and uh, and and i think uh, having a small campus a small uh, cohort makes it difficult to uh, you know get the same kind of atmosphere what is there in other universities in a smaller form uh, you can't have the same fest in a small scale format. You can't have the same clubs in a small scale format, a small scale format in a small college. It just doesn't happen like that. And uh, uh, I think that's just uh, one of the. It's just a disadvantage what the college has uh, uh, for being small. But I think uh, that is fine. I guess because uh, that is not probably the only reason which uh, why this happens. I think. Uh, Given that the uh, 
the IM Tech program started quite recently. I think in 2013, three years. Uh, you know, we joined three years after it started. The whole infrastructure for clubs and uh, that atmosphere wasn't built up. And I think um, the current batch, which will be entering college, uh, okay, maybe we can keep them aside because they are going through a really bad time. But I think uh, Nikhil's batch, I think they have really good, uh, uh, you know, uh, connections with uh, uh, yeah. the people in college and. And the end, I think the atmosphere uh, with the clubs and uh, different uh, you know sessions for the uh, and the kind of exposure they get. So I think things are changing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, but I think uh, it's, it's important to mention that you know uh, at least uh, like patches like ours and you know our sub juniors have really put an effort to make sure that you know we are building towards a community where you know we can at least try to have a few of these features develop right it has it has uh, been uh, i can see like i mean you can visually see the amount of uh, improvement you know the improvement what we have yeah, i mean what has been there in extra couple activities since 2016 and uh, i think the biggest hike was with uh, the current sac team i guess uh, they did a really mm -hmm. good job and uh, well, COVID put a stop to a lot of things, but uh, let's see what happens. I think uh, Tejas and I will have to visit back in a couple of years and see how things are. Things are. So, so coming back to TEDx, I know there's a story behind uh, you guys starting TEDx. And uh, so what was the spark that marked the start of the TEDx Reality Bangalore chapter? So, you know, this is something which uh, I think is it's not me, but it's, it's us, it's Tejas and us. So... Uh, so I think I like the years to go because uh, we both know what the story was. It was that we wanted a platform for speakers to come and give, uh, you know, give good talks because yeah. we both had been to, uh, we, we both see a lot of mails uh, coming in our mailbox about really good speakers. Like, you know, some of them are, uh, we had a Nobel Prize winner and, uh, we had uh, really good connections of uh, Professor Sadhgopan come to college and talk about a lot of different things. But uh, And we tried going to them and it was sad looking at really bad, uh, uh, you know, a really small cohort and a really bad outcome of for the event. I mean, there were very few people who used to attend these things. And uh, we felt it's, it's wrong and there needs to be a platform which is properly marketed and, uh, and and students sort of reach and get to know about these things in a way where in a way which students usually get to know about things. And we thought TEDx would be a good way to reach people in the college, not only students but um, but but professors and also uh, also the Tripati Bangalore atmosphere, the the whole electronic city. Yeah, so we approached professors with this and. It took a lot of time to get to the point where we finally got our uh, license because the administrative uh, hurdles are administrative hurdles. There's not, not a lot we can do about it, especially given that we were asking for money and we weren't asking for less money. It was a lot of money given we didn't have an a, a auditorium. We had to set up everything. 
but we finally yeah, i think i think uh, for for a college to think about giving 5 lakhs to a student uh, body was something uh, you know it struck them i mean that 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 i think was a biggest hurdle when it comes to administrative uh, uh, i mean point of view because i i mean till then infinite was just 70k was using just 70k i think spandan was the highest with 1 and 1/2 lakh or so so when we approached we approached with a budget of 5 lakhs and you know 4 and 1/2 5 lakhs we were very conscious to have it just below 5 lakhs so i think we we quoted 4.9 lakhs uh so so the way i saw tedx was uh so i think shreyas pro- proposed tedx when we were in first year to the sack to have that as a precursor or successor to infinite and i didn't know much about tedx at that time i think he showed me and i was like yeah it would be good to have such thing and then i think uh, what ha- what struck me the most was when we visited uh, sibm uh, uh, tedx symbiosis and you know i saw the kind of speakers they had and you know the the sort of environment uh, that was set up on the day of the event i was like yes this is something i want to do so i think had started a spark in me i was like yeah we'll we'll have to do it with or without an auditorium and i think uh, that's why at one stage you know shreyas lost hope of having that and you know i pushed him to you know let's do it one way or the other because one thing being it would be really nice to have uh, have something uh, called tedx reply bangalore another thing would be you know we'd be learning so much from that the tedx event itself has a lot of uh, systems in place to you know make sure the content is good at the same time you know we have to work in teams and you know take care of the whole event and it's not just we are dealing with uh, students and like other clubs and committees but we are actually dealing with attendees you know speakers guests and you know a lot of faculty involved we wanted to you know have that wholesome experience where you know we just or uh, felt a bit more responsible and at the same time you know contribute to something which is greater than just reply to bangalore and you know put it outside for others to watch it that actually you know just uh, forced me to you know say yeah we want to do it and once we decided on that you know there was no stopping and this all was happening in second year of your college yeah this all actually started uh, in the second semester of the first year and you know throughout the summer of uh, like after the first year a lot of planning i mean uh, we decided and you know we worked on a few details which chetan parik sir asked or you know swati ma'am asked and then when august came in so we went on you know talking to director sir we talked to uh, tv jagdish sir and chetan parik sir and few other faculty you know involved we were like yeah we need this and each meeting there would be a different topic do you have the speakers in mind do you have the budget in mind uh, what day do you think this should happen how much should be the team size did you select a team so you know these questions they used to pose to us and you know each week we had to put a lot of effort into doing certain things and the most challenging part for me was uh, you know we don't even know if the event was going to happen or not and they asked us to plan the whole event beforehand so in that sense shreyas i tanma ayush you know we four of us had put a lot of effort even before the team joined us 
so at at some point i felt uh, that was necessary in the sense we as organizers had certain directions in mind but at the same time looking back at it uh, i just felt that you know the team and three four of us had a little bit of disconnect because we had had that vision for uh, for a longer period of time and we you know we had certain ambitions which didn't suit well with the team but in the end it started out and you know three years down the line we are doing great right yeah. i think uh, like two things which uh, i think sort of defines my when my the time i spent in tedx was that um, was that a lot of students who get into uh, event organizing and uh, and clubs starting clubs is that none of us are from uh, are from a managing background and uh, none of us are going to be managers uh, or uh, immediately once we leave college and we don't get formal management exp- you know co- uh, you know uh, learning or management we don't have a management course mm-hmm. here or we don't go through a curriculum which which uh, which teaches this to us and but you are expected to manage people and that is quite interesting uh for students who are starting off things in a university which was this uh, not in which the curriculum was recently formed like i am tech and that was a challenge uh, because it took us around 3 years for us to you know realize what exactly goes into managing people and that is where the second thing comes where i learned a lot about uh, talking to people and trying to manage expectations of what i uh, know what expectations i had from the event with what is going to be uh, at the end of the day because uh, the goal as as a manager shouldn't be about having the best event out there it should be about having the best event what people can make you can't you can't you know i can't uh, stuff work down people's throat and expect really good output from them it should it should be a joint effort and uh, uh what you should prioritize on in managing people is not the output but uh whether people are actually getting along and doing the work together because that is sustainable but not the other way around you can't uh, you can't you know kill everything uh in the middle and uh, and have a good event but then expect that to live on for the next Uh, for the next and the next and the coming events because then people would be interested and uh, we made that mistake in the first two events where uh, we didn't manage the team properly uh, we had a lot of issues but i think uh, we finally got it right with the third event and we are quite happy with uh, how things are ending funds now that we are going to leave college yeah also also it was very important for us in the first year i mean uh, the thing is uh, i mean looking back at it i feel that you know we did a few things wrong but at the same time the way like uh, we were prepared was like you know we are like the youngest of the people in the team so i think uh, we four were in second year of im tech and the rest of all were either in m tech second year m tech first years im tech fourth years fifth years so you know we were dealing with a lot of people who have more important things to do than us so okay so i uh, at least for us at least i thought that uh, we should make their time worthwhile so you know there was a lot of preparation and homework which shreyas and i used to do in our rooms 
before the before the actual meeting you know so we were like it was more like you know we'll do this we'll do this you do this you do that and it was less of uh, you know working on uh, working on things as a team and you know taking everyone's imagination because we thought yeah maybe people will be lazy to put that much effort so we didn't i think we didn't give a good chance to everyone so i think that's where we went wrong but uh, yeah i think uh, now we got some things right and you know the pressure is relieved because now we are in uh, we are in a better stage to actually guide others or rather than just you know just ask them to do certain things rather we just give direction and you know you people figure it out and i think that's that's one interesting and you know important leadership quality that we learned over in the in a hard way i would say and i think it was necessary and it would have happened that way only so okay <laughs> anyways moving forward we'll come back to this again and again i think uh, yeah, yeah. so so i just uh, so shreyas i just wanted to know okay so your sister is as uh, a brilliant artist i mean i've seen her her work and you know she she was a violinist for a uh, for a good time good amount of time not so much okay yeah i mean uh, she she got into it uh, she bought the violin obviously it's pretty expensive that's the first the time <laughs> she broke the violin she got it repaired and then she stopped using the violin okay okay the violin wasn't uh, uh, much of a thing but yeah she got into culinary stuff uh, she went yeah. to cooking and baking right right so uh, i mean and does your brother also participate in any of the extracurricular activities right uh, so i think uh, one thing which unites all i know me my brother and sister is is food so i have been very particular about uh, what goes into my mouth and uh, what you know what i eat and i think uh, I, i it got to a point where i used to feel you know bad when people used to call me a foodie because that got uh, that, the, the the term got too generic you know it's it's like you know it's like a thing which has to go on everyone's insta bios and i knew that i wasn't i wasn't one of them so you know i started calling myself as a connoisseur and that sort of made me feel good about myself but yeah uh, food has been very important in in my life and and what i like is that i get to learn a lot of things from my brother and sister who uh, who are in, who are much more into this than me and uh, like like you ask me what how many kinds of pastas there are and i'll probably come up with a couple of names but if you give that that's the same task to my brother and sister they'll get you stuff which probably half of the italians don't know uh so yeah so so food is something which we all uh, really enjoy and that sort of bonds us together and and it's great uh, we 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 cook a lot at home uh and uh, i'm the guy who takes these photos and my sister shares it with people and this has been a thing which we do every time like i'm, I'm back home from college and we love it yeah yeah so so the point i was trying to get at is uh, is the fact that i just wanted to see if uh, if your upbringing as a as a child involved a lot of arts just just the fact that you got interested in design at very early stage in the college so was there any 
any connection to your childhood or how the way uh, the environment is at your place uh, so i think the tipping point in my life which uh, which made me interested in 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 things uh, in art was uh, was that i was a picky eater uh, uh, i was a very fussy eater and my mom used to be really sad about it that she has to you know mouth you know she has to feed me every day so that the food doesn't go wasted and i was very thin and uh, we were in bombay one day and my mom left me in the car because i was too lazy to go around shopping with her and uh, so she while coming back she went to this uh, this this movie rental store and she asked him you know you know i want something for my son and uh, you know he said you know like would you like a regular you know disney movie kind of stuff and then my mom was like you know my son is a very picky eater he's a very fussy eater so you know if you have something for that he'll be really really grateful he'll be really awesome Wait, i am just interested he, to know where it will end right uh, and i think uh, see I, i can't obviously pinpoint what exactly influenced me but i think this is where things started and so yeah so so the guy, so the store owner he gave uh, my mom two discs uh, one was ratatouille uh, and the other was underdog well underdog has nothing to do with the story but uh, so i'll just, just stick to ratatouille <laughs> and uh, so i watched ratatouille that night and after coming back home and i really loved it uh, and uh, that that particular scene where Remy uh you know takes a bite of cheese and strawberry mm-hmm. together very you know very experiments with different with with, with his palate and tries to see you know where you know what what, what can happen when he does and that that kind of experimentation what Remy did uh really sort of you know changed me i think uh, and i watched that movie a lot of times and uh, i think that is where i sort of felt you know you know that i you know there, there is something in this uh, there is something beyond your regular uh, school stuff and what people talk about and and that is how i got into art uh, back in uh, back when i entered silvasa uh, i was uh, i was interested in art but i think uh, it it just got more reinforced and uh, i started i started putting more time into it along with my friend uh and and it was great and i think uh, the the whole period from third fourth fifth grade those those three uh, those three years were uh, were really crucial for me to sort of you know explore my inner uh, uh way of uh, expressing myself through colors or through through uh, i used to like oil pastels a lot back then so i used to i used to color a lot and and yeah i think that is how it started though my mom tells me that uh, uh whenever she used to cook food uh, back in rajasthan i used to always have another bowl set up on the gas cylinder which also looked somehow similar to a gas stove so i used to just put my bowl on the gas cylinder which 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 was which was nothing it was just an inactive gas cylinder and i used to just add some spices and just keep on mixing and just imitate mom whatever she was doing and just throw the uh, throw all the spices away at the end of the day because mom can't use it but yeah i think uh, it, it it's just about, you know about things uh, what i used to like you know i used to like observing things and the it just so happened that i got into it but things changed once i shifted back to hyderabad 
the school environment changed so so did my interests and that sort of you know got uh, art took a side stage and I, i didn't pursue it for a long time but i think just like uh, you know i i i read this tweet somewhere the other day that a uh, lot of uh, designers they who come out of engineering colleges they come out because they were asked to design a graphic they were they, they were asked to make a graphic poster they were most they were asked to design a poster for a college event and that is exactly how i got into it back after i came to college with uh, by you know when, when i was asked to make a poster for internet and yeah so uh, that is how it sort of all came back and i think if you uh, ask about my brother and sister i think they uh, i'd call them lucky and i'm happy for them that uh, they weren't in the the narana pipeline like me and they have had more exposure than me to things uh, with with a, with a better uh, peer group and a more vibrant uh, school uh, school culture so so yeah uh, i think uh, you know there are a lot of factors which get into it i think i i think it sort of all sort of just came into came into the right place i yeah uh, so i so again to adding to this i think uh, by the time you entered college at least uh, you had a better i think uh, exposure to pop culture edm art and you know edm artists and you know even cover albums and you know i think uh, that kind of uh, you know at least gave you wider window of uh, seeing where things could you know end up at some time you were interested in making edm i mean compose your own electronic dance music and you know we used to discuss a lot about even the artist covers which i i don't think a lot of people actually talk about at least at least uh, as far as i've seen we'll be like yeah this this album's art cover is nice or, or you know or at least we used to, we used to look at uh, even uh, movie movie posters and you know that that kind of gave us you know maybe they could have done this thing better or you know it, it, it it's easy to do this uh, i don't know we used to discuss a lot of such stuff and and for you i think uh, when you went back after first year you took the calarts mooc it uh, on coursera and i think that was i think push because uh, that's when you i think uh, officially or at least you know looked at uh, adobe illustrator in a more uh, informed manner i would say i think the whole uh, the whole journey uh, at least at least yeah so talking about uh, observing things i think that that came in pretty handy for you and especially from from a lot of things you you look at uh, so you used to go to comic cons you used to go to concerts and you know you were already interested in uh, culinary and you know i think all those things kind of expanded your understanding of uh, good aesthetics and mm-hmm. i think that kind of played a role at least that's what i think right uh, a lot of things uh, no i mean a lot of personality traits in me i think i can accurately point out to where it started like i remember i was uh sitting in the front seat of a car uh, back in 10th grade uh, with one of my apartment friends and and she was playing this uh, this song by uh, song by Martin Garrix and uh, i was like what is this i know this is this is something which i've never heard of and 
uh, this is something I like. And I went back home and uh, I listened to trance a lot. Uh, I think one of my first proper electronic music albums was by Armin Van Buren. And I think that's where the whole Western music, uh, you know, descent started for me. And uh, I had friends in, uh, I had a friend in uh, Kuhn who uh, introduced me to TV series. Uh, and the way he introduced was also very uh, interesting. We started off with Breaking Bad. That was my first show. If we keep, uh, you know, watching random episodes of Big Bang Theory on uh, Comedy Center aside. And uh, I remember he texted me one day saying that he finished Breaking Bad. And I was like, how did you do that? And I just sat down the entire day and I watched the entire three seasons of Breaking Bad, which was left. And, uh, and you know, the, something about TV shows is that, you know, you, you get so engrossed in the atmosphere that you start, uh, you know, you start feeling your footsteps inside the frame. You, know, you, you go beyond... Uh, the point where the frame is just you know the the, the tv frame is is a, is a window for you to get into uh, the world of uh, the world atmosphere of the tv show and and the frame comes closer and closer and you finally get into it once you, you know you you enter that that state of trance where you just you know where you feel like you are inside it and and i really loved it and after that i think in 10th and 11th and 12th i think i watched around 45 to 50 tv shows and uh, and I, I I used to be proud of it that you know I, I know so many things and 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 even movies it was it was my cousins who introduced me to movies and uh, so yeah I mean I know a lot of things uh, about me are like are like very particular things which were introduced to me by people and also uh, another interesting thing was it kind of played an icebreaker for you uh, when you entered the college right. Uh, it does. Uh, so, being uh, being in the Narana ecosystem, you lose uh, what hu- being human means. Uh, because uh, I remember there was a time when uh, even carrying a wallet to your school was uh, was considered to be a taboo. And I mean, leave aside talking to talking to girls. So the Narana ecosystem was really, uh, it has a really bad effect on people. And I've seen that with my friends. But I think, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I think these things like, you know, music and and movies, it was an interesting way to break the ice with people once I entered college. And it helped me a lot. So, you know, I I felt happy that I didn't end up like a lot of people from Narana. I think uh, you being roommate of Ayush and you know me joining in you know and we we had this uh, this mix of north and south in our group which actually kind of uh, you know helped us break those barriers up to some extent otherwise I I don't know I mean at least I was very insecure and at the same time you know so I was pushed from DPS to Chaitanya so which was which was like a I mean, it would be a whole another episode, but uh, so I changed completely in those two years. And, you know, by, by the time I came out of that place, I really didn't know how to talk to girls or, you know, I basically was a person with no other skill because at least you were at home and, you know, you, you used to have some sort of entertainment. But uh, for me, the essence was lost and, you know, I, I was just so introverted and I think you were one of the first 
people from our batch to actually talk to me and you know i was like okay i found someone you know i still give the credit to credit to you because you were the one who was standing in the corridor that day when uh, i would give credit to my roommate who locked me out so uh, that is like you know i i clearly I, i i can i can picture it right now i was uh, i came to the corridor i was just walking and uh, and tejas was was just standing on uh, you know was standing by the wall and uh, it was almost as if he checked me out and he was like you know you are tejas you are shreyas right and i turned back and then this guy is standing there smiling and it was it looked really creepy and i was like what is happening and okay. uh, turned out he was uh, he was actually locked out by his roommate who was was reading some anime was watching some anime i guess and yeah i think that is how we got uh, we started yeah and then we ended in the same uh, english group and you know the first meeting he picked up brexit i am like i don't know what is brexit i googled you know before the meeting i prepared myself just to be able to talk to him up to some extent about the same topic so you know i just read a few articles here and there and you know i i was i was really keen on you know just impressing everyone so i was like yeah i'll just read about it i'll i'll sound a little bit not so lame so you know i tried my best in the first few months to you know just just be on top of all these topics so a lot of credit about uh, at least my interest towards pop culture and especially thanks for introducing me to kaigo i think uh, my my uh, playlist kind of hugely depend on the fact that we were in 242 244 room right yeah yeah i think it went very fast after that like i think a couple of months into first year i think uh, they just shifted into our room and we were uh, three people in in a double bedroom kind of a stuff and yeah it, it, it went up to five people so so just imagine <laughs> the kind of bond we had right. i mean so many stories i mean it's, right. it's i remember uh, i was down with dengue uh, after the first uh, in the first semester midterm and i go back home and i come back and i see that there are three beds there's a double bedroom there's a double bed in my room and there's a single bed there and there are like there's another bed somewhere and there are six people i didn't understand what was going on but yeah 244 was a very lively room uh, and i think i think a lot of lot of lot of things actually cooked up i mean just because we had that kind of bond we i think uh, uh, i mean went about trying a lot of stuff together uh unlike now i mean we we still live next door but you know it it was a different time altogether right yeah uh, i think uh, like even after shifting back to single rooms uh, although you know obviously having your own privacy is is one thing where you can work for work and you know do stuff by your own but then you know i still feel that you know 244 was that one uh, uh, that that era is, is is a different era it was it was something completely different yeah i mean even for the college a lot of things came uh, out of that room so <laughs> i i would say you know just 244 is the the legend room i mean i it's still written you know the, like we four were there in that room somewhere so i mean so yeah i mean it had a lot of memories so yeah i just just moving on you know uh i think uh, one very important thing which i wanted to talk about at least uh, for the purposes of the podcast is that you know you were an ec student and rightly said you dedicated your second year to ec i mean 
the projects which we did together were were you know very ambitious in the sense we were putting our whole effort into it and moving on you know after second year you you worked around machine learning with uh, professor raghavan and you know even after that for the machine learning course you were way ahead of the rest of us and soon after by the end of third year you moved on to hci and then you know we did some some sociology and then for some reason you also entered into data analytics and you know learning r and now you you again ended into hci and user research so i just wanted to know what was your thought process and you know was it ever i mean how did the choices come about and you know what did you think through those transitions especially because we only have so much time to explore and but you were courageous enough to try out until you found what interested you the most right and i i think uh, a lot of it uh, comes from uh, you know me being consumer electronic freak i really like tech in general uh, i used to like taking things apart and and you know just freaking around my computer it's back from the days when i had when we had a windows 98 desktop uh, back in second grade and i used to just uh, stare at the screen while changing the screen savers because i remember window microsoft put a lot of efforts into making those really awesome screen savers and a part of me used to just you know i used to just to just stay in front of the screen and just just watch the screen savers just just go by and um, so tech was uh, tech is uh, has been really close to me uh, i've always been uh, curious about knowing what's happening in the consumer electronic industry and i even started a blog back in 7th grade i guess 7th or 6th where i used to uh, it was it was literally clause called ask shares you know, that is that is what the blog was and what i used to do there was just write about what's the best tech you can buy for this month you know if you want to buy something or how you know how would you go about it what what other things what you should like, take care of what things you should look into and um, and i knew that you know Uh, with with that in mind that if i ever want to be somewhere in the future it i want to be in a consumer electronic company and given that by the time this realization came into place i was you know riding the the iitje bandwagon with uh, with narayanam uh, it felt right that you know well engineering is the way to go about uh, you know getting into the consumer tech industry and uh, well fast forward uh 12th ended uh, the results came and uh, i wasn't very happy with my result it was it was all right and uh, but i wasn't getting into good uh, computer science or electronics uh, colleges so i decided i'll take long term but at the nick uh, at the right moment i think i think tejas and i were one of the last students to enter college uh, i think i got my shortlist uh, 4 days before the college started and uh, i got into ec and i was like you know this makes sense because you know uh, electronics is something which is very close to making you know uh, making products and i like products so i think you know i think this makes sense so so i took a pc and uh, things so things were great i liked it a lot first and second years went really well Uh, we worked on quite a lot of projects i think one of them 
which I really like a lot is the wireless charger, which we were trying to create. Tejas and I were on the same team. We wanted to create a wireless charger, which uh, which which is compatible to with all kinds of devices which supports which which are of support key wireless charging. And uh, I mean, little did I know that you know that problem is a very complex problem, and Apple failed to do it with their AirPower product, and they had to cancel it. uh but yeah i mean but we 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 tried it right uh well madara sir i mean he gave us the he gave us a go with the idea i mean it was just 10% of the course and uh, i felt that you know just for the sake of 10% it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we have to take some random product or random project idea from the internet and just do it for the grade i wanted to do something big enough that you know it actually means something and we take mm-hmm. up, took up the project uh, and we made decent i mean i won't say we completed the whole thing because we didn't have much time and 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 the knowledge to actually finish it but uh, but we did get to a good stage where uh, i mean i where i can see that i was happy with the work i did and uh, and things were good things were good with electronics uh, but then but then there were a lot of th- reasons why i felt like you know the the way the, the way things are going i i might not be seeing myself in a consumer tech industry at some point of time because because i think uh, i think i think ec is quite underplayed in indian colleges than cse computer science is sort of heavily evangelized with uh, hackathons and coding competitions and stuff whereas electronics is usually takes the back seat and um, it, it, it turns out it, it isn't i mean it it is but it wasn't as bad as i thought back then and i felt like i needed a change where i could uh, you know uh, you know where i could probably invest on my interests what i have for consumer tech for products but maybe do something else and uh, this was also the time where i was getting into graphic design but after doing a lot of work for uh, uh, different uh, events in college i realized that this is something which can which will probably die as a hobby so i didn't pursue it much but then uh, uh, tanishk uh, sort of pushed me to take up uh, my machine learning and you know maybe try it out over summer and i was like you know why not and i stayed back in summer and uh, we worked with uh, ragun sir i mean i won't say we worked because uh, ragun sir is a busy guy and he was working for on shooting videos for uh, the the online machining course uh, i don't remember what the course was uh, so he was uh, working on uh, shooting the upgrade videos and he was very busy so we didn't get to work with him a lot but then i think the atmosphere was uh, sort of it created that atmosphere for for learning a lot of things and i think by the time the course ended in uh, uh, in december um, i think uh, we were so pumped that we we applied for a lot of hackathons and uh, we we did uh, we did pretty well in them uh, i think that i think that that time was like the hackathon era where i think we were doing one after another lot of hackathons i think uh, one of them was uh, was was me tejas tanmay tanish and um, that went really far i mean i think we were uh, yes we bank yes bank finalists right 
Yeah, I mean, Yes Bank was fine. I think uh, I was talking about Hilti. Yeah, so we were the top 30 teams worldwide uh, selected for the semifinals. Yeah, we uh, we didn't do well in the semifinals because of well technical issues, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think uh, that was. We were heartbroken that day. Like after after the interview, we went to Punjabi. We we cried over it, and I came back and I slept and I didn't talk to my parents that day. Uh, yeah, so that was a tough day for us because we did all that we could have done. I mean, in terms of preparation, but you know, some logistic issues. Ah, uh, you know, you couldn't account for. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, again, yeah. you did G, and then things again took an upward turn for you when it comes to machine learning. Right. So, ah, uh, so the hackathon which I did in December that got me an internship, and I worked for G Healthcare over the summer. And uh, once ah uh, G was over, ah uh, things changed because. Uh, there is one part which is missing in the story which is that i worked for a startup starting from june till you know till the point i, st- I did my internship uh, this was a startup by shreyak shreyak upadhyay shreyak uh, shreyak bhaiya and uh, I, I i worked for them as a designer and uh, this was the first time when someone asked me to design screens they asked me to design screens for an app for a healthcare app and uh, i didn't know much about ui design back then but having been tinkering with my one plus one uh putting a new custom room on it every day changing the boot loader and then playing around with the kernel i thought you know you know i think i have a decent idea about how you know uis look how apps look so i think i thought i thought i mean i have a good chance as a you know, getting the job done and uh, i thought i'll be able to finish it off in a couple of weeks and just call it a day and then take the money and then probably enjoy but it turned out to be like a proper proper job where which i did for around i think 9 months uh, i worked as a ui designer for a long time for them but i think uh, the the work i did for uh, the startup uh, sort of you know, gave, you know opened up the doors for design to be, take the front stage as a way for me to get into the tech industry because uh, for me graphic design seemed like some some work which a person would probably do but be agnostic to the tech world and uh, i think uh, ui ux sort of uh, sort of brought brought uh, you know bridge that gap and and brought design you know in a, in a more meaningful way into the tech world and uh, i really liked it and uh, although i love my work in g the whole time i was i was just thinking about you know doing a transition to to ui design and ux design uh and i tried that and that's what i did uh, i think after g ended i was uh, having another career crisis where i was thinking of shifting to design uh and that is exactly when placement was starting and uh i was confused what i'm supposed to do and uh, things were a mixed bag for a long time and i didn't know what to do uh, i was i was sitting for a few companies but half heartedly and at the same time trying my best to see how i can actually take design as a as a thing after leave college uh, but it needs a lot of courage you know to uh, to do something completely different from your peer group and sort of completely stray away from what other people are doing 
and uh, it went for the, the the struggle sort of went on for a long time and i think it went on till this year starting actually i think i think it was stages who finally tipped me off and said that you know uh, you know there are sketchy rules in the university where he uh, very very he was accepted in and that sort of you know told me that you know there is there is a chance where i can actually take this up uh, as a thing uh, out of uh, the college because i took the hca course uh, over the winter semester and even after the course uh, i i wasn't confident enough whether i can actually uh, take this up as a career option but i think uh, after that walk with tejas around the campus where he talked to me about uh, hca rules uh, i was i was i was very confident and uh, uh, i sort of did some research about how i can get into it and finally i've sort of i, I think i think so uh, i think i've finally settled on uh, on uh, ux design as uh, as a career path and and it's great uh, i'm i'm liking what i'm doing uh, i love working on problems from a user's perspective and it's fun it's 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 very fun yeah yeah and and you forgot in the middle you were into data analytics just 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 to escape that career crisis which you mentioned right so you just wanted to see how you can bring in uh, you know data analytics and machine learning to and at least do something which you might end up as a, as a career opportunity than as a st st developer or or something like that so i think after a few placement opportunities you went ahead and you said yeah i want to try data analytics so uh, one important question i have to bring back is that i remember and i know for the fact that you know even through all these different uh, uh, different modes of uh, you know uh, different fields you have been jumping around you still were very passionate at least at least uh, i remember uh, how passionately you did your work uh, uh with machine learning and then followed with the startup because we had a good number of intense discussions about how you are going about the ui ux uh, for uh, lexile and you know when when you again started with r there was there was this time where you were like you know i have to do the state analytics course you know this, this is something which is important and you know you missed out on uh, on a lot of fun uh, around that time and then you know even with hci again uh, you know you put a lot of effort into into working around these things but at the same time uh, you know you you've started pretty late uh, in these fields so how how did you keep yourself motivated into you know staying in that uh, staying in that zone for that time because one when when you are making certain uh, jumps from one place to another you're you're quite uncertain and you're no uh i won't say unmot uh, it, it i won't say not motivated enough but at the same time you know, there there is some sort of tension you know you have to struggle uh, you have to navigate uh, navigate through so how did you just you know uh, you know just be able to have things in your head and you know work accordingly uh right so uh the the the, sh- the jumps were uh, very radical like you know one day I, i had my entire day plan on something else and then then the other day i see that i'm i'm a different person and 
uh, it, there were a lot of problems with it. Uh, but I think um, there were some key figures in my life who sort of, uh, uh, sort of, you know, gave me assurance that, you know, this is not something which will make you end up, you know, on the streets or something. And you'll actually have, you'll actually be working on something you like and at the same time, you know, uh, have a sustainable life. And uh, I think uh, a lot of it goes to Siddharth, uh, who's in, uh, who studied in uh, Tiplati Alabad. And he's uh, he's out now. He did a four-year course, so he's out. And uh, he worked as, uh, as a full-time designer while uh, being in engineering college. And um, uh, I wouldn't say that I've done even half of what... Uh, he has done over his four years in Tiplati Alabad. Um, he worked with design clients. Uh, uh, he he had his own uh, firm, uh, his own design studio, and uh, he put in a lot of efforts and stayed away from the general norm. And uh, and finally, he's a designer right now at Hackerank. And uh, he, you know, gave me you know that you know assurance and. Uh, you know that that pat on the back saying that you know you you can do it you know you can you are talented enough and you have, i know that you can uh, you know take this up as, as something which you like and we both were roommates back in 12th and uh, we, we knew each other really well and i think uh, you know talking to him helped me a lot uh, design deciding uh, you know design to be a thing and along with aditya aditya shivastav he is the one I used to paint with back in third, fourth, fifth, and uh, he is a designer right now at Ola. And uh, many times I think how different things would have been if I stayed back in college with him. Uh, probably would have been in the same path, but uh, it looks like we might end up in the same path. But yeah, I think even he helped me a lot, uh, and uh, I think uh, I think a lot of things uh, in my life have been uh, have been. Only because of the peers I've been around with, uh, they just a lot of people from my apartment, my cousins, uh, and a lot of people I've met in college. So uh, being sane was uh, was just a matter of talking to people for me, and uh, and and it helped me a lot. Yeah, another another I think very important reason was. Uh, you know, especially with both of us trying a lot of different things which are quite unconventional, maybe uh, maybe is because that we have a five years course which enables us to, you know, switch and, you know, come back or, you know, you can try stuff. And and especially given the, uh, given the HSS uh, faculty in our college, I think that really helped us, you know, look at things. I mean, yeah, when it comes to HSS, we have all sorts of professors. I think we have uh, people who are experts in economics and sociology, e-governance, HCI, and I think that's a good mixture to have. And and I'm really glad that we did end up here. Right. And I think uh, the uh, college atmosphere did help me in a bit because the HSS courses, uh, at first, they seemed like a gag. Although I knew that this is something which uh, which is quite important for us to be responsible citizens and actual humans for the society, uh, uh, and I think uh, uh, the college sort of underplays uh, the whole 
you know the whole hss department where i was uh, i was quite blind to a lot of courses which us are uh, are provided uh, and offered to uh, the digital society students and uh, it was only after a lot of digging i got to know that they be actually offer hci course in college and that was that was quite surprising for me yeah it's quite also to look at uh, so you were the only im tech student who did the hci course and i was the only im tech student who did uh, the ict policy and regulations course and i was like these are courses which i think all of us should at least think about doing if not if not doing and that's something uh, we missed i mean the rest of the batch missed or i think i don't know uh, i don't know why those courses were uh, specifically put in as digital society curriculum and not uh not even given an option for us to look at but uh, good that we we figured it out and you know we tried and yeah that put us in a better position i think right is there is there any way hci help you in other courses like nlr any other courses during your college time i think it it was the other way around where i think uh, uh, having uh the whole uh, data analytics and uh, and machine learning background sort of is helping me a lot in my current endeavors for uh, my portfolio uh, uh like a sneak it's like a sneak peek for one of the projects i've been working on i think i talked with uh, nikhil about this yeah. when uh, when i was talking to you guys about it um is uh, is this problem of uh, indian families using whisky cookers and i think i did tweet about this a, lo- a long time back on twitter when uh, ios 14 uh, released a feature where it can recognize sounds in the background and uh, and notify you what it is so if it's mm-hmm. a baby crying in a, in the crib back in the room and the mother is working on a laptop the phone will recognize the baby crying in the background and just notify you that you know baby is crying go to school do something about it you and the mom and uh, and i was like you know this is fine but then we need something which tells me that the four cooker whistles which my mom asked me to keep a lookout for are done and i have to go and switch off the gas and uh, and this was just a tweet which uh, which actually blew up that was the highest like tweet uh, on twitter for me and um, and i think a couple of months uh, a couple of weeks later i sort of thought you know this is actually a serious problem because i burnt my rice a couple of times uh, at mm-hmm. home and i thought you know this is something which can actually be solved in a proper user centered way and uh, uh, i won't take the entire podcast to talk about how i went about it but i'll say that i'm using uh, lot of machine learning to actually solve this problem uh in a very user centered uh, manner uh, and and a lot of other projects too and i think uh, i think uh, when you're trying to solve problems from humans problem for uh, problems which we humans face in uh, in a technical manner it's good to have uh, someone actually understand humans uh, the way humans do and i think uh, i think i think uh, she machine learning and neural networks they they really do the do that part well and i think uh, that way it has helped me a lot the other way around yeah so the uh, so ml has helped me a lot in uh, when it's here but uh, if you look at other way around also uh, because 
uh, whenever I'm solving a lot of machine per, machine learning problems, I I I just go with uh, you know uh, these uh, tree based models just because I can escape the visualizations and you know uh, uh, making sure I remove the skews and the outliers and all that. Uh, so I spend a lot of time with uh, with uh, with you know XGBoost and uh, random forest and stuff. But you on the other hand, I mean. I was really surprised that you know we are actually choosing uh, skewed removal techniques uh, as part of the ML tutorial session, and you know even I got to learn not learn but uh, revisit those topics because I haven't been in touch. So did you? Uh, do you generally do those things for every problem you'll be solving, or was it just for the course introduction that you touched upon those topics? So, uh, if you're talking about visualizations, yeah, I uh, like visualizing is uh, your problem is something which uh, really helps put things in perspective. Uh, and I think uh, a lot of it can't actually be done algorithmically because you really don't know what's what's actually happening behind the numbers. And I think uh, you know looking at the problem visually really uh, really helps you understand and look at the problem like in a lot of different angles. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that uh, that is that is HCI in uh, in visualization. But yeah, I think, it's, um, it's not HCI, but the whole point being visually, uh, visually. And I, th I think I think that brings up the whole discussion which uh, we were having the other day about how uh, having a good eye for design is very important for uh, engineering students, irrespective of you being a designer or engineer. It's uh, design is something which uh, which helps and comes in every everyone's life in some form, uh, whether it be you creating a presentation for your team, or when you are organizing your desk, or when you you know lay down things in your refrigerator. It's uh, all these things are not just design problems. Yeah, and and you know uh, when when we're trying to talk about visualization, uh, so. At least, at least with the TA experience which we have had, we see we've seen you know so many kids struggle with that, and I just I just uh, sometimes I'm like, uh, it seems so obvious for a lot of us, but but maybe it's because of the trained eye. But uh, at least at least uh, it's it's quite interesting that you brought that up that you know every engineering student should have some uh, at least a good eye for design or a good eye for visualizations and observing things yeah i mean we can we can talk about presentations and stuff but with the very basic uh, requirements for an engineer also requires a very keen and observant eye yeah with a lot of uh, you know keen eye towards design right yeah and essentially what through gens uai ux club we are trying to solve this in triple id bangalore with the help of Shreyas, yeah. So. Yeah, but it just it just can't uh, be because uh, Shreyas is has been pushing. I mean, it's it's just a basic necessity. I mean, we just take it for granted. That, you know, I'll I'll tell you a very simple example. So whenever we're working in a team, right? So whenever uh, there's a creative hustle, let's say, or uh, we have to make a poster, or you know, we can, we have to we have to edit something, you know, we, we push that to job to a designer or, or, or an editor and, uh, and ask them to do it in their own style. But the designer there is clueless because again, he has to 
satisfy everyone in the team and you know it, it just becomes hard for the other teammates to explain what they want that tells uh, how pathetic the situation is right so mm-hmm. i think i think it's it's just a general sense of uh, general sense of design which everyone should have and we have been quite uh, vocal about this you know expecting people to just explore explore feeds on instagram even i mean that's that's a good starting point at least when we are looking at uh, it from an event management perspective or you know just google similar stuff and you know you'll find a lot of things which you could work on uh, which you could at least learn from or see you know at least i want something similar to this is something which the person who is asking for the design should be able to say yeah the same goes when when you're working for uh, your own startup ideas or you know your own uh, software projects and stuff you, you can't just push it towards a designer to do that you know designer's part would be to you know refine all those ideas but at the same time mm-hmm. if the team isn't contributing to the design process i think uh, that's that's a bad uh, way to look at your product in the first place right and i think uh... you know it doesn't have to be completely about aesthetics to be honest it's you know you don't have to worry about aesthetics at all all you need to worry about is presenting the information in a in a in a consumable format to the people and that itself is design and that's not a lot uh, it's, it's quite simple and all you need to do is just uh, just observe things observe patterns which have been laid out over the last couple of decades about how information is uh, you know is presented and how it's consumed and how things go and just just replicate it it's it's very simple yeah yeah i mean uh, just the fact that you know all of us in our college are you know very much uh, adept to pop culture and you know we have a lot of useless apps on our phone we just uh, download just to experiment and stuff you just ha- need to have that keen eye to look at you know uh, to understand why certain things have been done so Uh, which i think would be just one step uh, closer to making you a person who can who can look at these things uh, uh, you know uh, or you know comment on these things in a better way i think there is not much of a, a homework that needs to be done at least in this direction at least from a user's point of view or just or just from a you know organizer or manager's point of view to you know at least point out where something's gone wrong or right 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 so yeah so again uh, now we are going back to tedx again just uh, just to see if we covered that point in a sense uh, so tedx i think was one of the first leadership roles which we both of uh, which both of us had and you know we did i mean you were in uh, much of a part of it uh, in the second iteration of tedx but uh, you know we have uh, contributed quite a bit uh, uh, when it comes to making sure that all the three events uh, you know take a proper shape and do you see how how that has helped you as a person and as a leader into i mean throughout the transition or throughout the three iterations right and i think i um, i think i already uh, mentioned this before uh, but yeah uh, tedx uh, over the last 3 years it really changed me as a person and i think a lot of it can be summarized was summarized by this message which uh, aparna put uh, on on this live channel once the event ended that i was a very different person when tedx started and i am a very different person now and 
I think a lot of it comes uh, came to me as a realization when uh, I was talking to my dad uh, after a long time about uh, you know how things have been in TEDx, and he used to tell me that you know uh, a person in leadership role in in a management role uh, is supposed to delegate tasks as efficiently as possible and get the work done by the team, then then have the best event possible. uh you know uh the your uh your, your uh, goal is not to uh, not to give the best of the best experience to the uh, to the uh, viewers or your attendees but uh, i mean that is very important but that only comes after you have created a, a sort of a harmony in your team where uh, where work gets done by people than you taking it up by yourself and um, and i think that is where i that is something which i lacked in the first year when the first event we were uh, uh, we were trying to get the event done in the best way possible and in that path i made a lot of mistakes uh, i fought with a lot of people i uh, and it sort of showed that you know my people skills were uh, you know were, were put in question and i think uh, i think that that changed me and uh, and i think i can i observed that when uh, when in the third event when people were asked me about how should we do this and i used to tell them don't worry about uh you know the events intro not being that great or uh, uh, or the discussion panel be not being very professional just just try to get it done by the team as quickly as possible in the most simple manner and it's totally fine and i think uh, I, i think that kind of a uh, no mindset uh, uh not only in me but i think even in tejas and other team members uh help the third event uh you know be very different from the first two event in terms of an actual community being formed uh which uh i really see uh as something which will thrive for a very longer time after the event ends after the event event ended and um, and that is what tejas and i envision when uh, when you know one when one the once the first event ended that this is something we should live on even after we leave college and i think we have we have we have achieved that with third event and um, i'm quite happy about it i could i could second your uh, uh, the the transition that you uh, underwent uh, or you went through because uh, so uh you know like the, there was there was this sort of atmosphere in the first event where you know uh, teammates would have been kind of scared to say that you know they did something wrong here and there and uh, you know and i mean even i was up to some uh, some extent scared that you know i i have to tell shreyas that you know we went wrong here and you know we were kind of critical you were kind of critical in that sense and when we when we came to the third year you know uh, the team was expecting that you know you would be uh, you would be still uh, you would scold them or you know you you would just uh, you know say say stuff which uh, uh which which might hurt them but you know i think uh, there was a lot of uh, character in how 
uh both of us handled the third event in terms of you know we 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 were uh, we were short of time and we were uh, short of uh, uh, i mean the the coordination which would have happened in in the on campus event but uh, i think we pulled it through and and especially with uh, with ritvik and mansa being uh, you know on top of things and you know we just being able to guide them here and there actually put them in a position to think about it uh, from their own perspective or uh, rather than we seeding everything into them but yeah we we did give the few ideas but the whole final decisions about how to go about with the wiki racing or this or that you know that was something which we left on them and you know the team pulled through uh how that just shows how we evolved uh, i mean from the first and third event i mean if if it would it were the same tejas and shreyas uh, as we were in second year i think uh, it would have been a disaster i think right yeah i mean uh, that was a very deadly competition we had uh, and i mean that was uh, i mean i can only imagine how bad it was for the team to work in the first event uh, and if they are hearing this podcast i'm really sorry for that uh but i think uh, as alumni you can enjoy the future events and i think even i'll enjoy them yeah 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 and also coming back to our chemistry i mean we have worked not just not just on tedx but a lot of projects and you know a lot of these things and you know we we have had a lot of uh, constructive criticism for a lot of these ideas so whenever whenever someone proposes of something we usually spend a time trying to look at it from a criticism point of view just to just to get out all the bad things uh, on one side of the paper to kind of see uh, see if the things would work or not and one thing which has always been there about us is the fact that yeah we we do give a lot of uh, value to each other's opinions in the sense uh, when we are looking at a problem you know if you if you propose something then i would like but what if and you know such such discussions happen so regularly and we uh, and i think uh, at least i am grateful for that to be having you as as a partner for most of these collaborations and i think that is something i and you have been pushing for in the team uh, like throughout these years that you know when when you are hearing a certain opinion or a certain idea you just you just can't be say saying that okay it works or okay we should do that or we shouldn't do that but but the fact that we think about it from a 360 degree perspective is something uh i think some people won't appreciate but i think it's 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 a sustainable way to look at and and if we are in a stage where we are learning something and i think that that plays a very important role right yeah i think uh i mean i i know that uh, i uh, you know whatsapp you my project reports or you know, snippets of what i'm working on just to get some early feedback so which i can change uh, and uh, you do that uh, a lot of times and i think um, i think that way uh, it has set up that tempo where uh, we know you know uh, when to go to each other for what kind of stuff and uh, and that has uh, That, and that has helped us a lot i think in in a lot of uh, projects we work on or hackathons we participate in and stuff 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So again, this <laughs> this brings me back to another question. Sorry, Nikhil. But uh, so uh, so you know, I think uh, in the at least uh, a few of the things where we work around, it has always been this uh, good cop bad cop situation between the two of us. And you know, sometimes uh, you know I'll say something and uh, and you'll be like, yeah, okay, this will work. And you know. when i say it will work you'll be like no no we have to do these things uh, for the event or you know for for the project or something like that so uh, i think that again uh, is because of our tempo being set in the right direction just for the fact that you know we just want to give a whole perspective about i don't know that things might things might work i think uh, okay so i'm going back to the first tedx event because uh, there i i was a bit lenient or you know i i i had this vision of you know uh, letting the team do most of the work uh, in that sense i i i assumed the role of a good cop early on and you were always seen as this uh, stringent uh, organizer who who needs everything perfect and i think that has uh, that has uh, mellowed down and now i think uh, it has been a learning curve for both of us uh, but especially i think uh, for you i think it was it was hard to lose control on a lot of things uh, but i think the the way uh, you have come across uh, right now is something uh, I, that i really appreciate right it's, uh, it's also good that i don't have to worry about things now that i don't have to worry about things you know i'm not consciously worrying about things i just just don't worry about it before <laughs> i just had to consciously say that you know okay fine i'll just not take care of this or not worry about this thing because it's just too much for me but yeah. now i don't have to worry about it because i don't <laughs> yeah so one one uh, one thing which a lot of people don't know about you is the fact that you know you you have been dealing with certain issues of your own throughout your college uh, be it relationships or yeah uh, be it career, career crisis or you know just a lot of things happening here and there and uh, i mean uh, it has it has been a rough journey at least uh, so how has it been and and especially with the campus so small i think uh, i mean it 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 did affect you in in terms of whom you could reach out to or you know how things have been for you so yeah how are you now and what what do you want to do you want to talk about it so yeah um the college is quite small and uh, i'm a very i'm a over dramatic person i uh, i don't know from where that comes but um i i just like to you know like do things on and just i just like to live on the extreme where i uh, uh, you know uh, i either talk to the person or just uh, just I just slap that person right on the face and just run away and um, that kind of an attitude sort of has caused a lot of problems uh, with uh, with dealing with people and that is something which i had uh, i learned uh, I, i learned i won't say learned i'm still learning and um, yeah that caused a lot of problems in uni um, i 
uh, I mean, I think uh, better than me. I think Aparna knows uh, the you know the the whole you know how things are being you know and how it is being my friend for five years. You don't have to go to Aparna. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I know. She she can she can give you a really good idea about what kind of person I am. uh i didn't talk to her for i think one year because uh, she did, she uh, no she was a ta, was a TA. <laughs> yeah but she was a ta and i still stand by what i said she she shouldn't have done that you know she shouldn't <laughs> have pushed that assignment for two weeks and you know uh, you know ask us to make changes for a two week old assignment and uh, then we already had assignments every week i mean uh, that was problem i really got angry on that and i didn't talk to her for a month for a year um no, but yeah i mean um, uh, i've yeah that's what i'm saying you don't have to go to aparna i know that I... <laughs> right right exactly so uh, yeah i mean i have i've had problems talking to people and uh, dealing with people and uh, i'm still learning and uh, i mean yeah, i mean like uh, I mean, meeting with people is something which uh, it's going to be most of your life and you can't ignore it so mm. it's yeah i mean i can see that i am uh, i'm better i've been uh, i mean uh, i'm i'm quite better now than i was in back in first year so so yeah that's that's all i can say yeah yeah okay. i <laughs> Yeah so <laughs> I mean that's 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 all I I think I should go into <laughs> Yeah yeah <laughs> uh, we landed there So so one last question that I have is you also prioritize making a portfolio to show your work a lot of time right and to showcase your your UX work or maybe essay work or design work so is it something that you would like to suggest to everyone or is it something like just for your purpose you want to do this and if so if you're suggesting to this people so how should we go about it i think uh, i think portfolio or a personal website is something which everyone should have um, irrespective of what field you are in uh, it's just a way for you to sort of present yourself to the world and give them an insight about what kind of a person you are it works well in a professional setting you 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 provide a portal into your world and uh, for recruiters and people whom you want to uh, network with sort of understand you well instead of uh, instead of you talking to everyone and explaining what you do and i think um, it also helps think, put things in perspective uh, in terms of what you think is important in your life what you think uh, is uh, is defines uh, the kind of work you do the kind of person you are and i think working on a portfolio or a personal website helps you retrospect on a lot of these things and decide or you know come to a consensus internally about what you think you are and uh, i think that is something what uh, i've been doing with my uh, with my personal website it still works but i think uh, with uh, the kind of things i write and the blog and uh, the kind of uh, projects i'm working on to put on my portfolio i think uh, i'm also sort of somehow you know coming to an understanding about what kind of person i am and getting a picture about who i am and what i probably will be at some point of time 
so i think, I think it's, that way it's, it's a good reflection of yourself and you know for others to have as more like having a cv or resume but with more uh, i think uh, in an elaborate sense right and i think in that way it's it's something which everyone should have uh call it whatever you want i mean portfolio is the generic term what designers use but a mm-hmm. personal website is is like uh is like a window into a person's mind and it's it's, it's always nice to have uh, something like that on the internet or in offline form or something uh, so, so that for people to know more about you and for you to know more about yourself yeah the problem with linkedin being you know it has specific set of uh, things which you can fill in and you know you can't customize much or you know show your uh, personality much you know it it requires you to fill uh, just certain amount of uh, information which uh, which they think uh, should be needed and it's not fit for all all sorts of job seekers so i think portfolio personal portfolio is something everyone should work on i mean how how basic it might be right yeah i think all of them all of those points are actually quite relevant uh it uh, it's much beyond a generic uh, cv or resume or you know it's not even about professional work uh, really uh uh it's a lot about how you picture yourself right now and how you think you want to be at some point of time in the future yeah i think i think that's it uh, from our side i mean this has been the longest podcast recording and i i'm excited to see how 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 can we cut this short but uh, at the same time i think it has it has brought about a lot of things i think uh, and especially the fact that we we both know each other pretty well has helped the cause 